Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, we moved there in uh, 1980. Um, we lived on and off there between St. Louis and England for about 20 years. And our two kids were born at uh, St. John's Mercy Hospital. And then with the St. Louis connection, I feel like we... Continue to have that. Of course, there's the famous Ozzy Osbourne mugshot in the St. Louis Blues jersey, and you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So there you go. Yes, yes. Went to see the win the won the World Series against uh, I think it's the Texas Rangers, oh, yeah. and I was there when Mark McGuire got his uh, 72 homers. Uh huh. It was great. It was really uh, both sets of uh, fans gave him a massive uh, applause when he broke the record. Which you, you'd never get that in English soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never cheer for the other team ever. So, what uh, what is your team? You've got a Premier League team, I'm guessing. Yeah, Aston Villa. Well, in your new book, you talk a lot about your time, obviously, with Black Sabbath, your life leading up to that moment, but. I didn't realize that you gave or came up with the name for the band. Initially, it was Polka Tolk and then Earth, but another band had the name Earth. So you suggested Black Sabbath because you had a nightmare with an apparition in it. Can you describe that? I don't know whether I was, I was having a nightmare or whether it really happened. And I, I looked out of the window and there's like this shape looking in at me at the window for like fleeting seconds. And um, that day at rehearsal, I told Ozzy about it, and he came up with the line, what is this that stands before me? So I called the song Black Sabbath, and then eventually we called the band Black Sabbath. With heavy metal, not only is Black Sabbath the you know greatest, was named the greatest metal band of all time, you guys helped create the entire genre. Did you know how groundbreaking you were at the time when you first started writing the songs and playing your music, that there really wasn't anything else out there like it? No, we just thought we were just another heavy rock band, which is, uh, and it wasn't until later that, um, in fact, it was a derogatory uh, review of one of our gigs. The, uh, The reviewer said, this isn't music. It just sounds like a load of heavy metal being banged together. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> by the That's time awesome. by the time that review got to England, the English press started calling our music heavy metal, and um, it was a derogatory term at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it turned turned around and became, you know, the, uh, the name for the genre of music. You know, I'm I'm very fascinated in how different genres of music will have a lot of similarities or influences. And I had read that you had said Paul McCartney was a big influence for you in terms of, of playing bass. And when you think of him, you don't really think of, you know, it, it's not heavy metal, it's Paul McCartney, it's Beatles, right? It's it's totally different. But how influential was he 
in in you becoming a bass player? His bass playing wasn't exactly. Uh, I, I just loved the Beatles anyway when they came about. They were like my generation and Elvis kind of thing. But the main influence for me was Jack Bruce when Cream started mm. up, and uh, I just loved the way he played bass, and that's the kind of thing that I wanted to play. So he, he was my main inspiration. Mm. And you have played with Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Frank Zappa, The Who. Are there any collaborations or moments when you played with another rock icon that st- stands out to you? I think uh, Frank Zappa's always been one of my big uh, favorites. I've always been a fan of his stuff. So that was, that was brilliant when, when we got to play with Iron Man with him. I know Geezer, and we're visiting with Geezer Butler um, uh, with Black Sabbath, and a lot of times as the years go on, people grow apart, and and bands who were at one time really close may not be necessarily anymore. What is your relationship with Ozzy like now? Well, the same as with the the other members of the band. We, We were on the road touring together and recording in each other's presence for like the past 50 years. Like the last people you want to see <laughs> the people in the band. So I don't really have a relationship with any of them anymore. Uh, you know, we've all gone our separate ways. I was going to do a get-together with Ozzy and Tony last year for the uh, Commonwealth Games. Of course, I got COVID, so I couldn't go. And uh, right. so it's just, it just down to left to Ozzy and Tony to do the gig. Well, you have your new book, Into the Void, From Birth to Black Sabbath and Beyond. It went on sale just a few days ago on June 6th. Had you been wanting to write a book and tell your story for a long time? Did this, or did this just come up suddenly and you decided to do it on a whim? Well, it came together on uh, when, when I was locked down from the pandemic. I just wanted to put something together for me grandkids and their kids and everything else to remember me by because when my mum and dad died I, I thought that a thousand questions that I should have asked them because I didn't really know, you know, they were always just there, I didn't think they had lives before me kind of thing and um, I just wanted to write something for my grandkids and their kids and so, such and so forth, so uh, when I, in the lockdown I just put all this stuff together and my wife read it my wife read it and she said, oh, you should do this as a book. And so that's what's happened. Do you think when people read this book, they'll also have a bit more insight to the lyrics of your song and, and make that connection of, oh, I can see where he pulled from this part of his life or he was inspired by this? Yeah, I think they will. You know, um, I think Sabbath has been totally misunderstood from the beginning. Everybody thought we were, we were Satanists and all that kind of stuff into the occult. But in fact, our songs were a warning against that kind of thing, anti-war. What would Black Sabbath be like now? Um, still protesting against the bad things in life. From I'm not sure who'd be hit listening to it. I don't think I'll be selling millions anymore, just unless you're Taylor Swift or somebody that big. But uh, I think a lot of metal bands, it's really hard for metal bands to survive now. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.